Friends and guests to Max Horton, the Precision Rifle Podcast. Now let's get to the show. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? This is Tyler. It's been a while. It is January 29th. I believe our last podcast was mid-November time frame. I apologize. Things just got crazy for us. You know, the end of the year is always busy. We have civilian classes. We have law enforcement, especially our advanced law enforcement course. It's always in December, and, you know, departments from around the country are waiting for this class, and it's just, it's a busy time for us. Then you got the holidays. You got a few competitions that we try to make a point to attend, so it's just, it's it's that time of year and we're happy to be back and i know that there's been a lot of questions about what we put out in terms of our facility so we'll kind of give you guys a breakdown of what transpired and what we're doing about it and here we are about two weeks into january you know a lot of people have been asking questions trying to figure out what's going on so here's the deal uh contract with the property that we were running our training out of the max ordinate facility uh did not get renewed you know for reasons that we don't need to discuss we did not get a renewal so we basically tore down all of our targets tore our classroom down took everything off the range and stored it as we search for a long-term and a short-term solution so we found quite a few short-term solutions. So many people reached out to us with, if you need anything, if I can help you, hey, we got this place. Like The support that people reached out with was amazing. So for all of you, you know who you are. I can't thank you enough for reaching out and offering a helping hand. So short-term, we have some facilities that are both different for civilian and law enforcement, but it does allow us to continue our training. For the long term, we are in the process of purchasing our own property, which is fairly large, uh, 700 acres, and building the facility the way that we want it so that it can do what we need, but also be available for other people who want to use it 24 7 so that is the goal and now it's just a waiting game it's it's a waiting game to make the purchase it's a waiting game to get structures built and 
you know, ultimately, like, we want to do it right. So here we are. Uh, but again, for everybody that reached out and worked with us and, and offered a helping hand, again, it's just like a sigh of relief. You have no idea. So thank you all. Now, again, I want to keep this 2021 introductory podcast pretty simple. And there's been one thing that's been on my mind that has had me reading different books, doing some research, and thinking about, like, how to incorporate physical fitness into the shooting world, right? And basically what it keeps coming down to is this. And it kind of hit me, you know, I'm not calling anybody out. I could, but I'm not. But I see all over Instagram, like, take this 30-day challenge. Take this 28-day challenge. Lose all this weight. Do all this shit. Get that belly gone, right? And the, the first thing is this. Like, fitness is a lifestyle. It's not a 30-day challenge. And when I was in the military, you know, fitness was part of our everyday life. Whether you're a grunt or you're a, a pogue, you know, a, a person that's not an infantryman or sniper or recon, fitness is still part of your life every single day. Now, how much you put into it is kind of up to you and your unit, right? So you're kind of forced to live that lifestyle. And then when you get out, things change. Your priorities change, your time change, you, your life takes a change. And, you know, I was kind of caught up in that. When I first got out, I was still very much into maintaining fitness. I actually wanted to improve from what I had in the military, um, you know, but then I'd say 2015, 2016, I just wasn't that into it anymore. I didn't have the motivation. I didn't have, you know, whatever it took to keep pushing myself to that level. Uh, so obviously I, I gained weight. If any of you know me from those years, like I was heavier, I'm five foot four, I was 180 pounds and you know, I was thick. I wasn't like obese, but I was on the heavier side. And, you know, two years ago, 2018, I accepted uh, an offer from a friend to be his partner at the Sniper Adventure Challenge. Now, I had, I had done this challenge many years before. The last time I did it, I was nowhere in the shape that I needed to be, and it showed. So this time around, I did not want to be in that position. So I came up with a plan. It totally incorporated dieting lots of running, hiking, gym time, right? And that was 2018. We're now in 2021, and this has continued because it is something that I enjoy, and I found a way to make it my lifestyle, right? By, by going to the gym, going on trail runs, going climbing, you know, different things that exert physical fitness, Um you know, to keep me fit, but going back, it's still a lifestyle, right? Every day I get up, it's five, five thirty in the morning. I work out or I go for a run. I stretch every single day. Like again, I have built these habits into my life. So that is one side of it. And there's a lot of competition shooters that I know that either don't have an interest are happy with the way they are, which is totally fine. 
I will never sit there and judge any single person for what they look like, how fast they can run. Like, that's not my business. My business is me. So if you're happy, I'm happy, right? But then on the other side of it is how can we incorporate things to enhance our performance that doesn't take a lot of time, it doesn't take, you know, hours upon hours every day. It doesn't change my life to an extent where I am conducting physical fitness to improve my performance for a certain purpose. So that would be more along the lines of your 28 or your 30 day challenge, right? So I wanted to bring this up because we are currently writing a few guidebooks to put on our website where you can download and it can help you achieve these performance-driven results. One of them is a stretching guidebook, understanding different kinds of stretching. There's some yoga involved, right? And then giving you ideas on what the different stretches are, but also laying out a plan as every day. You either wake up, you do this for 10 minutes. You're laying in bed, you do this for 10 minutes. You Get home from work, you eat dinner, before you go to bed, you do this for 10 minutes. Whenever you can find the time, you could be sitting in front of the TV, it still works the same way, but the idea is that you're doing these things not as a lifestyle change, but as a performance-driven objective, right? You are adding this to your training to get better. And if anybody thinks that you don't need to have flexibility or you don't need to practice certain movements, to be better at precision rifle competing, you are wrong. So many of these aspects will help you improve your performance, whether it's moving from one position to the next, whether it's getting into a stable position, whether it is tweaking or moving or manipulating your body in a way that allows you to get stable or get into a position to take a certain shot. So stretching is one of those. Another guidebook we're coming out with is more along the lines of like a workout. And you don't have to do this every single day. It can be every three days. It can be every couple days, right? Whatever fits into your life. But you still have to make an effort to at least do it a few times a week so that you start seeing the benefits, right? Now, we're not trying to lose weight. We're not trying to get you to shed your belly. If you like your belly, I like your belly. We all like your belly, right? But I am trying to get you to increase your performance through some of these movements and stretching techniques. And, I mean, look around. There are people who hike Mount Everest. There are people who hike Mount Whitney. There are people that go out every single weekend and hike some mountain. But their diet is shit. They don't work out outside of that. But they are conditioned to hike or to do certain things, right? And you could look at that person and say, man, I am blown away by your ability to do this, right? Because they are conditioned. So some of the things that you can do to improve ability with the rifle, to move, to get from here to there, to save time, to be more efficient, right? Is to start looking at the positions that you would find yourself in. For example... Let's say there's a barricade prop in front of you, and you have to shoot from the low 
low medium, high medium, and then high position. So you're basically going from like a low kneeling, maybe a double kneel or a single kneel, to a high kneel, to a low standing, to a full standing, right? Well, if you got to go from high to low, you're doing lunges. I mean, if you think about it truly, you are doing lunges to get from one position to the next. So then what other muscles, whatever movements are you doing to move your rifle to get to the next position? Well, you're grabbing your rifle. How many hands does it take? How much does your rifle weigh? I'm not one to sit here and say, hey, why are you shooting a 22-pound rifle? I don't give a shit. If you want to shoot a 22-pound rifle, my only thing is you should be able to move and manipulate that rifle like it doesn't weigh 22 pounds, which means you got to practice, you got to move, you got to do things to improve your performance. I went through this a couple years ago. The whole fad was coming out where people were adding weight to the rifles. And the rifles I had always shot were coming in around, I want to say, 16, 17 pounds. They weren't that heavy. But then the trend started of adding weight, right? Now, it's always been a known fact. We were taught this in the military. Heavier rifle, less felt, recoil, stay on target. But then you see weight kits coming out, and you see all of this stuff. So I started playing around with it, and the first thing that I noticed is my speed. My speed got instantly slower. I was not used to manipulating this rifle, moving around with this rifle, it was taking me two hands instead of one to pull my rifle out and move to another position. So I made the mistake. I changed rifles. I went to the range. I did some practice. I zeroed. I made everything good. But then that following weekend, I went to a national level match. And it showed that my performance had downgraded. I was timing out on stages that I'd never timed out on before. So I had to go back and evaluate what was happening. And it all came down to not being used to moving and manipulating that rifle. So I had to change my plan. I had to change the way that I dry fire, the way that I move around. So going back, you think about that prop that's in front of you, and you go from the kneeling all the way up to the standing. You got lunges. You got one-handed rifle grabs. Your other hand, is your bag attached, or do you got to grab your game changer? And those are starting to weigh five pounds all by themselves now. Right? So you got to be able to do all this manipulation with one hand. And then you get into the low kneeling. Are you flexible enough to get into a low kneeling? How is your position going to be? Are you in this like low kneeling where your toes are tucked under your butt? You're bent over. You're in this awkward position. Your elbows don't quite reach the ground. So you have no stability. And you've got this up and down vertical movement when you're looking through the scope because you have no bone support, because you're not flexible enough to get in that position. So then you get to the next position. You do your lunge, you pull your rifle out, you set your bag, you set your rifle, you get into this position, and it's just too low to get into a really nice kneeling position, but it's too high to get into that same double kneeling that you probably just had a hard time with, right? So now you're in this awkward spot. You're trying to get your body to manipulate. You see where I'm going with this? There is this spot where you are, I don't want to say failing, but you have a weakness, and your weakness is you're not flexible. But that is something that you can change, right? Your speed, that is something that you can change. You can influence this by 
practicing these movements. So some of the things that you could do at home, and these will be in our guidebook for like rifle workouts, things that can improve your performance. Remember, I'm not trying to change your lifestyle, okay? Just trying to help you improve your performance in the match. So some of the things that we worked on and kind of developed over this past week were doing lunges with your rifle. You're standing there, your rifle's in your hand, your barrel's pointed forward like it would be downrange, your bipods are open. You do a lunge, you set your rifle on the ground, you stand back up. Simple, right? But it is something that you need to practice, that you need to enhance your ability to do. Another one is taking your rifle, holding it in your hand, barrel pointed down range, it's right at hip level, and then you lift it up to your armpit and then back down. The whole time keeping the muzzle straight and pointed down range. It'd be the same thing as if you're lifting your rifle onto a position, right? And you're going to do this with both hands and both legs. Like, you're not going to overpower one side or the other, okay? But these are simple things that you can do. Another one is if you're going to go for a walk in the morning, you got your dog or something like that, that's cool. Take your dog for a walk. Grab a 10-pound weight, 10-pound kettlebell, 10-pound dumbbell. Don't care. And carry that shit with you. However long that walk is, carry it with you. Switch hands when you need to, but condition your body to carry that weight and then increase the weight. I went for, uh, it wasn't very long, this morning, probably a mile and a half, a um, little walk up a mountain. It wasn't a run. I took a 25-pound plate. It was carry it. Right hand, left hand, overhead, right? Conditioning my body to carry that weight around so that when it comes time to perform with my rifle, no matter how much it weighs, it's not going to be something that hinders me because I'm already used to that feeling, right? So these are just little things that you can do. And again, this guidebook will be coming out. You guys can check it out. Go to the website. Keep downloading our free targets. Download some of these guidebooks. We're going to put our data books, okay? When you're printing these things, there's an option to print as a booklet. So every one of these things is designed to be printed as a booklet. Print it out, use it. The data books are super helpful.
It gives you the ability to track your round counts, use our targets off of our website, record them in the data book. There's also some stuff to record your performance when it comes to competitions or practice sessions, right? I can't stress enough how important it is to record your practice sessions, record your training regimen, right? Uh, round counts, like how many rounds you have through the barrel. Uh, I know right now uh, we just finished the San Diego match and we shot, I, I believe, 90 rounds total. And I'm going to put that into my logbook, but that is also making me reach the point where I now need to clean my rifle, right? Uh, I, I don't clean my rifle after every match. It's a certain amount of rounds, and then I do a full cleaning. So now I'm at that point where I know that I have to clean my rifle. I'm also using the Bartline Barrels new alloy metal. So I'm keeping an accurate round count to see how many rounds I get out of this and also to track my groupings. If I'm losing velocity, gaining velocity, if my groups are opening up, if I need to look at a load because my load may be changing, right? So all of this stuff is helpful. And again, you need data to continuously improve, all right? So I just want to get this episode out there. It's about 22 minutes long. Talk a little bit about how to program some of your fitness, some of your performance-based activities to improve your overall competition experience, right? It's not a lifestyle change, not asking you to run five miles a day, just talking about things that'll take 10, 15, 20 minutes out of your daily life that you can do. I'm sure you all can find time to fit this in there. If you're serious about getting better, this is one area that I think we can all improve. So the next episode, I'm going to get Vanessa V on target and Russ Huff to just talk about the last year that they've had being on Team Max Ordnance, going from beginning till now, what they've done, what they've learned, what they've experienced. And we have two different sides. We have Russ, who's had a couple years of experience under his belt, and we have Vanessa, who is brand new, green, fresh, never had done any of this stuff before, and Literally, her first match was at the end of January, so it has been a full year, and she just took second place at one of the uh, local regional matches, so obviously, she's doing something right, so we want to hear all about it, hear what they have to say, and I've heard rumblings that I'm kind of an asshole, so I want to hear if that's true or not. All right, everybody, appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate the support. Sorry it's taken so long to get this uh, podcast out to you. Until next time. This is Tyler. Stay safe, and I'll see you at the range.